Hi guys, this is Liu again, and today we have another two friends with me.、Uh, could you introduce yourself? Hi guys, I am Simona. I am international student ambassador at Linköping University. Hey, I'm Julia.、Uh, I'm a bachelor student at Linköping University. Okay, and、um, this. Episode. We're going to talk about our own study experiences in Sweden. Could we start from Simona? Yeah, for sure. So,、uh, just as a reminder from the previous episodes, I am an international master's student at Linköping University. I study computational social, social science, which is based in campus in Norrköping. And Julia, what about you? I'm studying the international bachelor's program. Uh, it's called experimental and industrial biomedicine. So it bas- basically uh, combines uh, the business factors、uh, in, in bioscience、um, together with、uh, the laboratory work and all the natural sciences together.、Um, and we are based in、uh, at Campus US, which is the smaller hospital campus、uh, in Linköping. Oh, I see. So we kind of based on different areas. Um, I'm from international and European relations, and I based in Valla University. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's our like main area of the university, the biggest campus of yeah, Liu. Yeah, yeah. Cool.、Um, what do you guys think about just introducing like a regular week in your in your studies? What do you usually do? Do you have university scheduled from Monday to Friday, or do you have a You free weekdays to study by yourself. What does it look like? I would start by saying that、uh, the way it's structured in my course is that I do two subjects at a time. So in one semester, I do four, a total of four subjects, and I do, as mentioned, two at a time. So they both last. They each course lasts ten、uh, weeks each. And they run parallel to one another. So on my usual week, I go to university. I would say on a Monday to Friday basis. It's really kind of like a full-time job. We are expected to study 40 hours a week, and perhaps my lectures, my seminars, and my computer labs might not take 40 hours. But then I have to supplement with studying at the library after classes, and so. So at the end of the day, I really am at uni Monday to Friday. Kind of nine to five in that sense.、Yeah. So as mentioned, I usually have lectures to begin the week. We introduce the topics、uh, for each course, and then we supplement them with some seminars where we discuss the topics that we've gone through in the lecture. And then we do computer labs because in my course, computational social science, we study social sociology basically from a computational perspective. So we have to implement with computer labs. And、uh, how does it work for you? Well, com. Compared to you, like huge amount of classes, we only have two classes in a week. It's like one lecture, one seminar, but we are supposed to study forty hours every week. So for our like social science students, we actually need a lot of time to study on ourselves and read a lot of literatures because you know, like our forms of examination is. Mainly about writing theses. So if you are going to write papers, essays, articles, you are supposed to have reflections on every literature you read and on the lectures the professor have given to you. And I think most of my classmates, we just we sometimes can organize a. Group study together, and we shared our viewpoints about the literature, and then we use that、uh, discussion, the aspirations from the discussion, to our paper. 
So it's quite different from like engineering students because they seem like they have a lot of classes every day. But that's that sounds pretty interesting as well. Um, but I guess you need a lot of self-determination. Yes. Like you really need to get up and uh, do it. Yes. Because uh, there's no one that kind of forces you to do something. That's true. Um, and that's a little bit different for us. Uh, maybe because it's a bachelor's program and not mm -hmm. a master's program. So we're still quite new at uni still. Mm -hmm. um, many people uh, from my class never studied before, never been to university before. So we're still learning. Um, but the general structure of my program is basically five courses per semester, and each semester is divided into half. So for three months, we have two full-time courses, I would say, and another course that is half because it goes through the whole semester. And that is our um, so-called project course, where we get like hands-on experience. We are developing products. Um, we're learning more about business strategies, about how to get a patent and all necessary things like that. Um, and usually to from the early beginning of the semester to, I would say, almost the end of the semester, it's pretty packed with lectures. Mm -hmm. um, so for I'm currently in the course uh, called Gene Technology. Mm -hmm. We have about 10, or actually, I would say 15 hours of lectures in total. And we always have these one and a half hour blocks because mm -hmm. Sitting down and starting to to dig into a topic for 45 minutes doesn't make sense for my program. So we always do 45 minutes, short break, and then 45 minutes again. And usually 10 of these sessions mm. per, per course. Um, we do have some seminars as well. Uh, it's usually connected to group work. So you have group work that you have to organize yourself. Um, you often have to hand in like a written paper beforehand. And then you have uh, the seminar uh, where you present your results mm -hmm. in an oral presentation um, and that really helps you to think it through because with your group in in the back you know that there are no stupid questions so if yeah. you don't understand it you don't have to go through it by yourself you can just uh, talk to your group um, or talk to your teachers and it's the same for PBL mm -hmm. um, so that stands for problem-based learning and mm -hmm. I think it was introduced by the uh, engineering faculty yeah like years and years ago yeah. but it is very popular at the medical faculty as well what is pbl we don't have it in my <laughs> course yeah so it actually uh is it's a quite simple system so you come together in a group usually of maximum 10 people i would say you get a scenario um for example you get a blue cup of uh, water something super basic like that And then there's a question usually, is like, how do you magically turn it into tea? Oh. So you kind of get an approach uh, yeah. and you have to think about it. Mm -hmm. And then in this group, you start to collect questions. So it's basically like mind mapping and brainstorming. Mm -hmm. So you'd be like, okay, how do I usually turn water into tea? Mm -hmm. uh, what products do I have uh, to use to make tea? Yeah, so students need to be like creative. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. To about to get the use your knowledge yeah. and contribute your knowledge to your like courses. Yeah. And there yeah. will always be like a supervisor. Mm -hmm. So he or she will make sure that you don't go too deep. Because mm -hmm. if you start thinking, oh maybe I can like uh, get a pipe through the floor mm -hmm. and get it up in the cup, that's nonsense. Like it's not gonna profit your learning outcome hmm. so they're going to stop you at some point or point you in a little direction that might help you 
And uh, after that, you go home with the questions and you usually have a week to do research. And um, yeah, next time you talk about it, get a new scenario. Wow, that sounds both challenging and stimulating at yeah. the same time. Not to forget about the laboratories I have. So for each course, um, we have, uh, I would say, three lab sessions and one lab session is around three to four hours, um, which is very nice because I uh, enjoy labs very much. Of course, you have to prepare and have your like protocol. You need to do calculations beforehand, but you work together in teams um, and the lab supervisors are super nice and help you out and you write your lab reports, send them in, hopefully get a good result. And, see. Yeah. It's basically yeah. And actually, we do not have any engineering student with us here today, but uh, we ran an episode just uh, earlier. If you've not listened to it, go check it out, mm -hmm. about what it's like to be a student at the engineering faculty. However, it seems to me that a recurring theme is kind of having to work constantly uh, in having like seminars and lab assignments and more so like... There is a lot of practica like practical work to do kind of at all times, as opposed to maybe like just one big final assignment at the end of a semester, at the end of a course run, as it might be in other foreign countries, Yeah, for example. I mean, I don't know about you two, um, but I have exams twice per semester. Mm -hmm. So after the two courses finished, we're going to have exams um, and then the new courses start and then we have exams again. Which yeah, that's, uh, makes that's it a little easier because you, you really focus on the things you're learning right now. Well, like for our social science students, I think it's, it's challenging because for us, like the professor always gives us a lot of literature. It's probably like for, uh, for one month, you need to read more than thousands of papers. Oh. I mean, their books and yeah. other like papers by other like experts and it's actually from my experience you don't have to you don't necessarily have to read all of them you just need to pick up your um, the, the topics you're interested in and form it into an, a paper and handing that. But of course, if you are like so diligent and so ambitious, <laughs> you can try to read all of them in a month. Yeah, I mean, everything just takes time. When, yeah. I, when I'm supposed to write a lab report about a lab that sometimes goes over a couple of days, it takes me up to two days, I would say, until everything is looking good because sometimes you're working on it for like five hours straight and then you're like well I can't take it anymore I need a break I don't see anything you, you just you just read it too often and then your head is full so yeah it, it definitely takes time so as Simona already said it is full-time studying it's it's your job hmm. for one two three years yeah as you guys mentioned about uh, taking exams for the semester that actually doesn't really happen in my course but we've had to take home exams mm -hmm. and I was a bit of a first time for me actually yeah um, I mean what what is that I've never heard of it before you get submitted a link that you can take the exam and uh, you take the exam uh, usually through the university platform uh, that if you become a student at Linköping University you will get familiar with it's called LISAM and then you start your exam and you're given a set amount of time to complete all your questions. And it's usually like, a, at least the way it's been in my course, uh, it was a kind of multiple choice 
sort of exam and then you submit it and you're given your score right away. So you, oh, wow. Yeah, so you know like how much uh, you've, like how well you've passed your exam right there and then. And then um, it's actually really nice, uh, at least for us, we had the opportunity to retake it to yeah. improve it. Yeah. But it was this weird system in place where if you passed it and passed it nicely right away from the beginning, you would have given some sort of credit that you carried on to your final assignment or to your end of course examination. So if you basically, like it, it was there in place to incentivize you to do well from the first go and kind of not waste the lectures, uh, you know, correcting examinations time. Uh, but I thought it was, it was brilliant because it was... Yeah, I don't know. You kind of can take it whenever it suits you, wherever it suits you. You're, it's less stressful, perhaps, than uh, acid in examination. Yeah, it sounds very interesting because we have these big written exams uh, after the courses, but we also have practical examinations, usually in, in one of the courses. And as the word already says, it's usually practical. So, for example, in um, physiology, we had to like determine muscles and bones uh, from like a skeleton, and we also had to uh, have a look at histology slides and uh, identify the sample, say more about the sample, what you can see. Um, or we have like a multiple choice test, or we have to pick colonies under the microscope. Um, so, yeah, a practical examination basically that is usually graded as pass or fail, mm. but that can also impact your final grade. For our program, we have written exams and we have take-home exams, but I think there are two forms of take-home take exam because one is like the professor set the deadline, for example, on Wednesday, but you're supposed to write that exam from Tuesday, nine o'clock. So it's like a very short period for you to write uh, that exam, but we also has a form of exam like writing papers. Probably the faculty will give us like one week. You can write like 10 page paper. So it's, yeah, this is kind of an, another form of our exams. Um, well, according to my experiences, I think my classmates were all like a week to write thesis because at that time, a lot of my classmates, they actually well plan for a trip and they write their thesis on the trip. So it's kind of like you combine your life and study together and enjoy your journey and you can finish the thesis because like we're social science students, we, ne we don't need to have a lot of classes. And it's a very good way to study, I should say. Yeah. Now. It sounds great. So you, you can basically go out and explore Sweden a little bit as well while mm -hmm. doing yeah. your studies. Like yeah. For us, it's um, different. I mean, lectures um, and like lessons are not mandatory. Mm -hmm. You don't have to go, but it's highly recommended, especially to like uh, going to the lectures. So you know what, what the lecturers are talking about, because sometimes they don't always mention um, things that are written on the PowerPoint and you just don't know about it if you just go online and look at the, at the PowerPoint and the lessons. They're actually, yeah, comparable to like a normal school lesson almost because uh, the teacher helps you while you self-exercise. So we usually do that in like chemistry where we actually get like an old exam paper. We have to solve it, but there's always someone there to help. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, of course, like seminars are 
PBL, yeah, PBL and uh, labs are mandatory. Mm. So if you don't go there, you kind of have to find another day to do it or have to do x-ray assignments. And sometimes it can take a year until this lab is happening again. So you you really don't want to miss out. <laughs> yeah, it's the same in our course, actually. I was really surprised by it because in my bachelor degree, which I completed elsewhere abroad, you had to attend most of your lectures, you had to attend most of your seminars. And therefore, when I realized that here I didn't have to, to go to classify, didn't want to, I was really, really surprised, especially at a master level where, you know, the commitment is quite, it's expected from you after all. But it is so true, Julia, like if you miss out, you miss out. Like yeah. it's really highly recommended to be there Attend. at all times. Yeah. And sometimes for more practical aspects of the course, like computer labs, we are expected to be there and they take our, um, like they sign, they check whether we're present or not. And if you're not present, then you have to do a supplementary uh, hand-in assignment, also, yeah. which after all is way more co time consuming that yeah, Actually, that's why you, usually you should just go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, we are also provided with a lot of uh, uh, reading material that we're expected to check out ahead of the uh, lectures. Uh, but uh, in my course, uh, we mentioned a few times uh, kind of tips and tricks on how to develop academic reading. That's how we call it. Yeah. Where we basically do not, and we're not expected even by our professors to read through an entire journal article mm -hmm. or through an entire book chapter, mm -hmm. but to kind of skim through and be able to absorb the salient parts mm -hmm. yeah. from uh, from that. It's the same writing. for us, because we usually have to do a lot of research to write more in the lab reports or in the seminars. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes these papers are 20 pages long in like yeah. very, very scientific languages. And it just gives you a headache if you read everything. Yes. Yeah, for sure. That's why uh, this semester I found it's quite, how to say, useful uh, of this seminar, not similar <laughs> <laughs> seminars. Um, because like in, in my course last, year, uh, last semester, I feel like it's so stressful because we have so so many literatures to read, but this semester I kind of you know notify and notice other students. They actually read some parts of the articles, and when we form a group, we share our our viewpoints, and all of our viewpoints can integrate it to the whole concept, the whole idea of this like article or book. It sometimes you need other people to help you to read more and absorb more knowledge. So I think it's the way how Sweden, Swedish education um, teach us to learn from others. Yeah. Yeah, learn from to, your to peers. To work together. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes it's just too much to do on your own. Yeah, mm, that's yeah. true. And this kind of sharing culture and helping each other out in my course is applicable, not really just in terms of reading, but in terms of coding as well. So because we are more, mainly sociologists mm -hmm. who are now embracing writing in a computer programming language, mm -hmm. a lot of people find it very, very challenging. And therefore, it's really important that we help each other out, they provide the tips with each other. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had any experiences with coding before, but you can really get stuck 
on something for hours and then you realize that your mistake was like forgetting a little thing like a comma or a misspell and that blocks your entire work and sometimes it's mm -hmm. crazy it just helps so much that somebody with a fresh perspective mm -hmm. comes in looks at your screen and goes like but look you've not closed a parenthesis yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like I understand you so well because we always have or not always but very often have to do excel graphs and I have no experience in excel And then the teachers are like, oh, yeah, please do three graphs and uh, standard deviations and whatnot. And you're like, okay, Oops. <laughs> um, well, YouTube, here you go. <laughs> please help me. Yeah. So, yeah, sometimes, uh, yeah, our classmates, we are luckily a very small class with like mm -hmm. around 30 people. Mm -hmm. So we are very close and um, we try to help each other out. But sometimes we are all speechless and have no idea. Yeah, we have 30 classmates as well and they're from all over the world and to be honest like in the first semester I cannot understand them very well because of their accent mm -hmm. yeah, because I'm in international master program so like but uh, I mean sometimes you're stressful in the first semester but you just need take your time and this semester I found that I can understand Italian English Spanish English <laughs> now it goes very well so I think yeah I think the tips for students uh, especially the fresh students is just relax yourself and get integrated in your program know more about your fellows and study <laughs> yeah, try to try to keep up, because um, if you do a little bit all the time and every day, you won't struggle as much as uh, if you're right before the exams and you realize you have to redo like three months of work within a week, because that's not going to work. So yeah, just yeah. try to constantly study and um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I really developed some time management skills since I started this master program. Nice. I mean, I'm finding myself studying like I've never studied before in my life. And therefore, I really had to implement some techniques to make sure that I had everything under control. Mm -hmm. And I think that gave me a strong sense of safety and security. Uh, I have an app where I have my little lists with my little checklists and mm -hmm. I make sure that I go through everything timely. And that I'm not late with any readings or any lab assignments. Yeah, to-do lists are so helpful. I personally love them. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I try to like plan my meals ahead. So every Sunday, I think about, oh, what would I like to eat next week? Uh, I do my grocery shopping, so this can't like distract me from studying during the week. Because I always know, okay, I have it at home, I just do it, and that's it. And don't you have a feeling that the Swedish people are such pros at meal planning? Like, uh, yeah. at least I see in my student halls, my flatmates, every, like, honestly, Sunday is the busiest day in the kitchen. Yeah. Everybody's there cooking a lot. And then they have these, uh, um, they call them motlodor, these boxes where they fill their food for the entire week. They really know how to organize themselves, I think. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just helpful. Because if you're organized, you know, when when you have to study, you do your studying and then you have free time that you can hopefully use. And I learned a lot from you, too. I feel like you're <laughs> so organized. I'm not that I'm not that kind of person. I have my own, although I actually do the to do list, but I cannot, you know, 
finish all of them a day. It's all, it's an always like ongoing to-do list. Like I yes. never finish mine. I have a whole book that just keeps on going. <laughs> okay. Yes, actually me too. And what I do is like I usually get to the end of a day and if I've not finished ticking off all my boxes, mm -hmm. then I just change the day from yeah. I start adding like a slash say today oh. it's Tuesday, I, oh. I add slash Wednesday and then the next day I delete Tuesday and then I add slash Thursday. So I kind of like keep it going, make sure I don't feel like I'm not accomplishing what I have to do. Yeah, mm. it's all about the good feeling. Yeah. Cuz yeah, then it, I will feel better because yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so important to have some free time and do something else other than studying. Yeah, um, that's true. Yes. For example, I work in our section board for mm -hmm. my program mm -hmm. and it's a lot of fun. So mm -hmm. I represent my class, um, which is very important because, of course, you want to know as a section what's going on in the classes, what are they thinking, other problems. Um, and there are so many different positions you can fill and uh, enjoy next to school. And even though it will impact use school life in a hopefully positive way. And for example, we are organizing a banquet um, mm -hmm. at the moment for the whole program. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it's just going to be so much fun. If you're already like, looking forward to something uh, that is like months ahead, it helps your studying as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like for our program, it's, it's international relations, European relations. Sometimes... Um, professor give us um, the whole conception of each, you know, theory. But sometimes you also need your classmates to talk about the real like politics around the world. And because of this international background master program, you actually can have a lot of time other than just the four, 40 hours to share your viewpoints with your classmates. You have conversations and those conversations in your spare time actually help to help you to learn, um, help you to absorb the knowledge you learned in the classes. Because I, I think it's kind of special in our program because we, we need to um, combine those academic theories with those uh, political things like society, social stuff together. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are having really interesting <laughs> chats in yeah. your class. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I think like uh, it's applicable in my course as well. There is actually quite a few of my fellow students who are really, really skilled and uh, they've mm -hmm. been able to gain some research assistant positions already in their first year of master uh, at the Institute of Analytical Sociology, which uh, uh, basically directs our master course in computational social science. So it's great that if you, um, like that you can really put your skills to use mm -hmm. and that you're really valued by the professors as well. Mm -hmm. Every time they have a job opportunity, they come to us students first mm -hmm. because they really believe in us and they really think that we can mm -hmm. provide some insight. Personally, I'm not a research assistant. I just do my job in studying, <laughs> but I do volunteer uh, every so often at a student-run cafe. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's yeah, cool. In, uh, that is based in uh, Campus Nourishing, where I study. And uh, we sell really cheap coffee for mm -hmm. the... Uh, amount of four crowns. Whoa, which that's really, really cheap. It's super cheap. Yeah. I don't know how much it's like 20 cents in euros and dollars, perhaps. Yeah. Anyway, super cheap. Mm -hmm. And the way that it manages to be so cheap is because it's run by students who are uh, volunteers. They're not paid. You're so paid in keeps, coffee. We are paid in coffee. That's true. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, I have a coffee card where I can get free coffee, Ooh. which is great. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say that that's great. Another thing that I really think it's hilarious about student life in Sweden is they kind of like global lunch at 12 o'clock. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, no, it, this was not the case where I started before in Scotland. Like, classes were running at every hour. They yeah. were all kind of staggered. And there was always a kind of like a super competition to get like a lecture hall mm -hmm. by the professors. But mm -hmm. in Sweden, it, it's really organized. Like, yeah. you're either in class from 8.15 to 10 mm -hmm. or 10.15 to 12 and then everybody in the entire school is on lunch yeah. between and, 12 and, and 1. And you want to make sure that you get there before 12 so you get a microwave to eat up your food. Yes. Actually, we actually had lecturers and they were like, oh, if you don't mind, we just start five minutes earlier so everyone can get a microwave. No. So it, it's it's very funny because um, I'm not used to that at all. Like in, in, in German universities, you usually have like a cafeteria yeah. where you buy food, like cheap student food. Um, you usually don't bring your own lunch, lunch but it, it's great. But you have to cook yourself. Yeah, that's but true. Still, it's that's fun. Why you can decide what you want to eat. And yeah, that's why those sweets just prepare their lunchbox on yeah. Sunday. <laughs> but it's just hilarious how, like at twelve o'clock, everybody just comes out. Yeah, from every possible room in the university and gathers together somewhere to have food. Yeah. And actually, you get used to it. I get hungry around like 11.30 and it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's time, time for lunch. lunch. Time for yeah. lunch. Actually, even like in terms of dinner schedule, I started having my dinners way earlier than before. Like I now have dinner at five o'clock uh, in sync with my <laughs> Swedish flatmates, as I think it's kind of fun to yeah. share the experience of cooking together and have a bit of a conversation at the end of my day. Uh, but coming from Italy, I used to have dinner at like eight or nine p.m. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a difference. <laughs> Another difference between abroad and Sweden that I was thinking about um, was about the overall length, actually, of a bachelor degree and a master course. Um, when I was scouting for which master course to undergo, um, I was looking at several options, although Sweden was always my number one. Um, <laughs> but it, the length was different. Like in many countries, sometimes master degrees last for one year, mm -hmm. whereas I think in Linköping University, they all last for two years. But there are a few that only last, last for one for year. year. There yeah. are as well. But yeah. I think most of them are two years. two years. And bachelors, I think, always three years. I mean, for the doctors and nurses, it might be a little different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's right. Like... They're different, different lengths and also in credits. I think my my three years bachelor has uh, 180 credits. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I think I should know how many credits my master degree has, <laughs> but I swear I can't remember on the top of my head right now. Okay. I think the biggest difference between uh, my former experience uh, with this is we don't have actually we don't have seminars in China. Like we all have only lectures. You're supposed to be there all the time you, because we have the attendance list and we always learn from the professors they just teach us like they give like the fill in every knowledge in our heads but I found, I found in Sweden we have a lot of seminars and we also have PPL learning though we haven't started yet it's tomorrow but yeah I'm looking forward to that and also we have a lot of uh, group work that we basically prepare the presentations in front of the whole class close classmates and I feel like um, what I learned from the sem sem seminar <laughs> <laughs> sorry I like semla uh, from the seminars and the group work uh, is I actually yeah learned from a lot from the classmates and I think it's quite um, 
how do you say, unique? Uh, it's not unique. It's quite... <laughs> It's quite. It's a good way for. It's more interactive. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's a good way for the university to enroll in a lot of students with different backgrounds into the 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 program, and so that we can learn a lot from different backgrounds. Sometimes I found I found it's not just about like what I learned from my program is just uh, is not just about. The knowledge, like the knowledge related to politics or international relations, sometimes I feel like I learned a lot of things shared from my classmates. The experiences they have, they actually teach me a lot of, like, um, it's kind of like philosophy. You know how to um, face with your life issues. Mm. Maybe okay. some some social skills, as yeah, well. just yeah, soft social skills, skills that you need to yeah. survive in your life somehow. Yeah, because through their life experiences, you can learn a lot. Because we have like classmates, like they work for so many years and come came back to the university and they share their experiences to you. Like for for example, I have a Argentina classmate. She used to be like an officer in her country, so she actually shared a lot of like her experiences in bureaucracy for our fellows, and it's quite useful. I I should say. Yeah, it really sounds like insightful knowledge. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely, and I think that's what studying in Sweden is about as well, or studying here at uh, Linköping University. That we are a very international university, and of course. You can have many different nationalities and people from all over the world, but you need to make use of it. Yeah. Like you need to work with it and show people how to use it as a benefit. Because it's actually shown and proven that an international team with like people from around the globe works better and more productive than, yeah. for example, a just Swedish or a just German team because they know how to use everyone's like uh, strengths. Mm. And then know, yeah, okay, you, you're good at this, you can do this. and Yes, um, you kind yeah. of know people from different countries. And then you can use these experiences for your future career. Definitely, yeah. Sounds to me like we're all pretty happy with the being <laughs> yeah. students abroad, being international <laughs> yeah, students sure. at Alin Shipping University. Yeah, we've learned a lot. Mm. And I think our audience learned a lot from us. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun so far. So I think it will be the end of this episode. And if you guys want to hear more from us, please just follow us. And now I should say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for being with us, guys. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye.